and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Schaporst. With me is Vinny Tadaro, and uh, we are living in a post-2022 NFL draft world. So we will be talking about the Cowboys draft, um, the full seven round, or in the Cowboys case, six rounds, plus some of the uh, undrafted free agents. Uh, but as always, we'll start with a trivia question, and this week is my turn to ask the question. So this uh, former Dallas Cowboy was a cornerback who was drafted out of Florida State by the Cowboys. Mario Edwards. Yeah. That was too easy. I was thinking of giving you where he was born or something. I should have gone with that. Um. Yeah, Mario, Mario Edwards. Pretty good for a sixth-round pick. Um, yeah. He was starter for multiple years. Um, but, yeah, so well, that was I, – I had a feeling you might get that one quickly. Um, so, yeah, we'll jump into the Cowboys, Cowboys draft. Um, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts about the draft as a whole? What were some of your – uh, favorite picks, least favorite picks, and uh, potential needs still after the draft. Right. Oh, my thoughts on the draft. I'd give it a C. Um, I okay. really thought it started off horribly. Um, then later on, I thought they made some. They had some good value picks. The yep. wide out in the third round. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I like the t- tight end selection. I thought he was hmm. such a good value that um, I would have gone with it too. I know I had been down on getting another tight end, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking to replace Dalton Schultz, but he does need a backup. Mm-hmm. And this guy was compared to him in the magazine that I have, um, hmm. and he's good. He's a solid re- receiver, and you know, of course, they would need somebody if Dalton Schultz went down. Now this guy is only going to be able to contribute so much in his rookie season, but I think he was. I think that was a good pick. So. Even though they went tight end, I thought he was a very good value there. And as far as the rest of the draft, I like the OT, the offensive tackle. I thought he was a really good value. I think he could at least be a backup for them, if not more. I really like the the defensive tackle as well. Yeah, Ridgeway. Yeah. And um, I like the selections of the – I thought the linebacker selections were were okay too. wasn't crazy about the cornerback. Um, I thought that was kind of from out of nowhere. But um, I thought the linebacker selections were pretty good, too. I'm glad they're addressing linebacker, and then they addressed it again uh, with a few players in free agency, yeah. rookie free agency. Yeah, Yeah, I also wasn't thrilled about Tyler Smith. He was, I think, I had 14 players that I would have taken ahead of him. Um, I, I felt like he and Sam Williams were kind of like – predetermined like and everyone had known that sam williams was on our radar um but yeah i I felt like tyler smith was us kind of reaching for a need at left guard and passing on a player that i think was clearly better in in tyler linderbaum but there were plenty of other guys that i would have i would have taken over him devin lloyd was still available nicobe dean who somehow fell to the third round i think because of injury but um, regardless, I, I think Tyler Smith, he's, he's a boomer bust type of guy. 
Um, he could. I, I would like to think that at the very least he'll be okay at guard, he, but he's never played it. He's only played left tackle in college, um, and he's always been kind of a, a mess as a, as a pass protector, but a rare, very good run defender. So, yeah, I, I would give that one, that pick in particular, C or C-. minus. I also thought Sam Williams was a little bit of a reach. But like you, I loved Jalen Tolbert. He was, so I, I think uh, our first round, Tyler Smith, he was 15th on my board. Sam Williams was 12th, or right, there were 12 guys ahead of him. But Jalen Tol- Tolbert was the number one guy. And so I was really happy about that. After thir- the third round, it kind of, there were a lot of players missing that started getting taken. Um, but no, J- Jake Ferguson, I wasn't crazy about that pick just because I thought he has a similar skill set to Isaiah Likely, who I, I think I think is just better. Both of them project to be pretty good receivers, not great blockers, but I think Likely has a little more upside. Um, but I, I didn't think that was a, a terrible pick. There, there, were, there were no picks where it was like, there was no Nation Wright or Reggie Robinson picks where I thought we reached by, you know, three, two or three rounds. I thought Tyler Smith was a late second, early third. I thought yeah. Ty- Sam Williams was, you know, probably similar, but maybe closer to the third. Um, but then, yeah, Jalen Tolbert, I-, I thought he was more like a second round value, and we got him in the third you know, Jake Ferguson, I think we got him around where, where he should have gone. And then I, I really thought we we did well in the fifth round. I, yeah. I thought, um, yeah, the, the tackle, the offensive tackle, if you're, if you're going tackle that late, it, it's, it's going to be a guy with a lot of questions. But this guy has the traits that you can't teach, movement skills, length. And I think because of that, it was worth that, that pick. And he's not going to be anywhere near ready to start year one or maybe even year two. But I think eventually he could be a, a starting caliber player if he really, um, you know, works hard on his technique and, um, you know, can can get it, get it together uh, from the from that standpoint. But uh, yeah, John Ridgeway, I liked. I think he could very well be our starting one tech next year. Um, the linebacker from LSU, it sounds like he's going to, is going to red shirt basically, but for a guy that was probably a second or third round pick, if he had, uh, had that spinal fusion, which is going to cost him the year. So I, I think, you know, it's similar to the J Jalen Smith pick where we knew he was going to miss a season. He's probably, he probably didn't have quite the tape of this guy or, this guy doesn't have quite the tape as Jalen Smith, but I'm, I'm still a lot more comfortable taking someone in the fifth round who's going to miss one year versus early second round. Um, the the other linebacker I wasn't crazy about, Harper. Um, he was a guy that was a 30 visit, and I, I had him as more of an undrafted free agent. Also, same thing with the, the cornerback. He was another 30 visit. I pegged as more of an undrafted free agent. But I will say we had some really solid undrafted free agent signings. Uh, Marquise Bo- uh, Bell, I think, 
uh, from Florida, some one of the Florida schools. I had him as more of like a sixth-round pick, and we got him undrafted. It sounds like we had to pay him a little guaranteed because other teams were vying for him too. Um, but I'm glad we got him. Alec Lindstrom, from, who's a center from Boston College, I believe, was another guy that was definitely a draftable player. And um, I think he could very well compete with Matt Farniok for, for backup center. Um, and then we, we got a kicker from Texas Tech who I think will, you know, could very well start for us. It sounds like he was pretty pretty solid in college. So overall, yeah, I like the center. Yeah. Yep. Um, overall, I, I initially I was thinking lower, definitely the way it started. But overall, especially when you include the undrafted free agents, I'd probably give us a, a B. Uh, but ultimately, it's going to come down to Tyler Smith and how he – you know, can he hit his ceiling, which I, I do believe is very high. I think he has the potential to be a phenomenal player. He's got all the, the physical ability, but he also, if he can't get get it together from a technique standpoint, he could be out of the league in three years. Um, he is young, which I think could be a, which which probably is a good thing. But, uh, but yeah, I think how the draft is ultimately seen in the future is, is largely going to depend on how he does. I, I see these other guys as contributing players. Sam Williams, I, I will say, as, a, as just a pure player, and especially as a pass rusher, he is definitely worth you know where we took him. The issue is he was accused of sexual assault, I think. And it was dismissed, but that's still, you know, that's still pretty serious. And he doesn't play the run well. Um, the the nice the positive I see about him, I've, I've been kind of going back and forth on him a lot. Um, he was very productive as a pass rusher. And he's a phenomenal athlete for his size, but I think he does. He's still he's kind of just going at it he doesn't have like a plan of attack of, of like setting offensive linemen up and I think Dan Quinn should be able to help with that um really these two picks the way I see it is part of it I think and maybe this isn't necessarily Sam Williams but Tyler Smith and John Ridgeway, I see them as a little bit of a reaction to the 49ers loss similar to how we pegged Tyler Tristan Hill as the guy to to shore up the run defense after we got gashed by the Rams we we felt like oh we got big boyed as Jerry Jones put it by the 49ers and now we need a, a big nasty offensive guard and a big nasty run stuffing defensive tackle um which I I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's really going to depend on Tyler Smith developing, you know, some kind of pass blocking technique and, and not holding all the time. That that was one of the big things that a lot of the fans were, the Cowboys fans were upset about is he gets called for a lot of penalties. And yeah, it's because of, it's because of sloppy technique. You, you watch him even on the plays where he's like, 
pancaking dudes, it's like he's hugging them. Like, <laughs> he, he is, with his hands, it's just all over the place right now. So... I don't know even if he'll be able to I, – I would think he would start from day one, but I I don't know. Even at left guard, I, I'm not convinced he, he's going to be a day one starter, but I I hope he can develop to where – and may, maybe by, by day one, maybe kicking into guard shores up a lot of his issues by itself, but I'm just not – not convinced on that one but but yeah really after from the third round on it was pretty close to an a draft i i felt um all things considered i you know jalen tolbert he's the one thing i will say about him is he is stylistically very similar to michael gallup and and similar too in the way yeah yeah similar too in the way you know, he was drafted in the third round when really he was worth, I think, a lot more. I, I would have, I think I had Gallup higher. I, I th- thought Gallup was like a late first or early second, whereas Tolbert, I thought, was like a true middle of second. But, but yeah, no, that was, that was a phenomenal value. I think if we, if we could have just swapped our first two picks with the Ravens' first two picks, which, which the <laughs> Ravens had a, phenomenal draft i thought they they took isaiah likely who i wanted they took my boy tyler linderbaum and then they took kyle hamilton well kyle kyle hamilton not even including him because he wasn't on the board but that i mean that was a phenomenal value as well but then they took travis jones at 70 or 70 something I, i might be confusing him and bernard raymond who also went way lower than i than i thought he should have um but yeah, if we could have just gotten Tyler Linderbaum, Travis Jones, and then the rest of the draft, that that's an A plus 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 draft to me. But as it is, it's going to come down to Sam Williams staying out of trouble and Tyler Smith developing some kind of technique. I think. Um. But uh. But yeah, like I said, I, I think a good. You know, B draft with potential to be higher or lower, depending on largely on Tyler Tyler Smith. He's he's the one that I see having largest range of outcomes. Tyler Smith and you know everyone else. I, I feel it's like not what you want in a first round pick, right? Especially with the the needs that they have, you know, and the, the yeah. fact that they did so little in free agency. I don't like him. I don't think he's going to be a player anywhere at guard or at tackle. Um, uh, you know, I, I think he's got too many problems with his technique. Um, he's got uh, the penalty issues. Uh, somebody said, you know, they were they were saying they were staying away from red flagged players. Now they got a yellow flagged player. Um, <laughs> well, and, they got the red flag player in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and it's funny because uh, <laughs> similar to how you you called the. Uh, well, this was after the draft. Kelvin Joseph and uh, you compared him to Mar- uh, Goodrich, Dwayne Goodrich. Yeah. Um, I did. I did kind of call Tyler Linderbaum being on the board and us passing on him. But I would have. I I could have lived with, and I was kind of bracing for Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson. Um, Tyler Smith 
eh. I, I do think he's got a higher higher ceiling than those two guys, but much lower floor. And, and the thing with with Tyler Linderbaum is he. I think he's got a high ceiling and a high floor. Like, the guy would have stepped in immediately and been a plus center, and I think he's he's got a very good chance of becoming one of the top two or three centers in the league by year year two or three, like, pretty quickly. Um, I'd be, and I'd be surprised if he's not at least, at the very least, a, a good center for a long time barring injury. Um, and Ty, like I said, Tyler Smith, just such a wide range of outcomes. He, he's taking, I don't know if you saw, he's, he's taking number 73. So trying to be another, um, but I mean, this, you were around when Larry Allen was drafted. This was before PFF yeah. had, you know, numbers for, for offensive line performance my my impression is that he was like literally just a guy that went to a small college but he wasn't like a total project as a player right is is that what you remember about i don't remember what they said about him when he was drafted i remember somebody called him an intriguing pick and i remember that you know he immediately was able to contribute very well his rookie year then he got hurt you know and he had to get pulled from the championship game in, in place of ron stone who was also drafted that year, who also became a very good uh, offensive lineman. Um, so, you know, it's a question of, um, so, you know, yeah, I don't remember much about what Larry, what they were saying about Larry Allen. I don't think I followed it that closely then. Yeah. Uh, that was when there, there weren't nearly as many draft nicks then. You yeah. know, Joel Bucksbaum was a guy who was famous for doing, following the draft and writing a book, and Mel Kuyper. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I feel like these first two picks are, are definitely coaches. Uh, you know, this is us saying, hey, here's here's two talented guys. Coach them up and turn them into good football players. And, and, you know, to be fair, both of them have elements of their game that are almost certainly going to translate right away. Tyler Smith should be a, a good run defender pretty much anywhere he lines up from day one. The problem is he might be so bad, especially at tackle. He's probably, he, he could very well be so bad as a pass blocker that you just can't have him on the field. And and I'm hopeful that at guard, he, he can at least get by in that regard. And, and on the other side, it's the opposite. Sam Williams should be at the very least a good, you know, third down pass rusher from the get-go and well, I don't know that's it I mean you know he's not real twitchy you no know, no but he's got he's got he's athleticism defensive I think he's more of a left defensive end yeah and with his ability to play the run well he reminds me more of Demarcus Lawrence than he does of say Randy Gregory I don't think he can he I don't think he's that good of a run defender I, uh, I think I, that's where I, he needs to that's where he needs to work on. Let me, let me a... read you what I got here. Okay, yeah. Right. Where, where does your magazine have Sam Williams? This is Lindy's Sports. Okay. Um, 
Okay, physically gifted player with an NFL body type, plays with excellent leverage and anchoring ability, strong enough to set the edge and redirect runs, versatile enough to move along the defensive line and create pressure from multiple spots, aggressive hands when it's time to shed and make a play on the ball carrier, dynamic speed will help him contribute on special teams early in his career. Play strength and power are enough to hang with offensive tackles. Weaknesses, not a worker, B. Won't finish hard if he's out of position. Here's the big one. Has a hard time winning around the corner and beating his opponents with a finesse approach. Instincts are a tick slow most of the time. Burst is more subtle than overwhelming. Plan of attack lacks variety. Too predictable with his overall approach and struggles to set up blockers with counter moves. So they have him as... They're kind of saying that you know his 12.5 sacks were not you shouldn't get too excited about that number you know yeah. um and you know that's that's what really caught my eyes when they said he had a hard time reaching the corner because that's you know that's as important as it gets at defensive end especially on the right side yeah and i that's not as as big of an issue to me i mean to me that's just a way you can win and that's kind of the popular way to win but not the only one and especially the the last two lines that that's definitely what I've heard is what I've read as well um, and that that's where Dan Quinn should be able to help him and, and I I would think that with more of a plan of attack even if he's not this crazy twitchy run under a, a bench Von Miller type if he can set up with inside moves. You know he can he can pro- he's got the athleticism to get around the edge with his hands even if he's not running under the table. Um, he you know he he tested phenomenally four four forty at two sixty pounds he ran near seven flat three cone. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm I'm not too worried about him as a pass rusher, especially with Dan Quinn coaching him up. But I do question whether he'll be a three down lineman especially early on and i worry about him as another kelvin joseph with the the 2020 uh allegation the guy i'm worried about you know at his size if he's going to be able to play his bully game with nfl tackles yeah i i think he even now he has a couple different ways he can he can win as an edge as a pass rusher i don't think he's only winning off of you know overpowering guys um i don't like the pick at all though i mean you know that yeah. was, I, I was really sour on both of those first round picks I mean, well you know i if you, i'd give him a d on the first two round picks i'd give him a c overall on the draft but i give the first two picks a d you know yeah. when you had tyler smith sitting there you had your guy Okay, your your center Lindenbaum yeah. sitting there should should have gone with him. You also had Jermaine Johnson sitting there, right? George Karloftis, Devin Lloyd, who was a thirty visit. But the, Lloyd, I think the Bernard two Rainer. big ones were Jermaine Johnson and Tyler Lindenbaum. I think one of yeah. those guys should have been the pick. Yeah, yeah, I, and you know Sam Williams. If we wanted to, you know, there were a bunch of guys above Sam Williams. Bernard Raymond, I think, was my number one guy at that pick. Uh, Travis Jones, I, even though he was slightly below, I, I think I would have liked him even more just because I, I really think highly of him, and, and I think the Ravens got to 
enormous value with him in the 70s compared to the Eagles getting Jordan Davis, who I, I actually, I think Tyler or Travis Jones might be better, definitely better as a pass rusher. They got him, Jordan Davis at 13, Travis Jones in the 70s. But even if we, if, even if we had in our head, hey, this is the spot that we're picking, edge defender, I would have rather go Nick Benito from Oklahoma than Sam Williams because I, I think they have a similar profile. Nick Benito is a little little smaller, but he he rushes the passer and probably maybe even more of a polished edge rusher than Sam Williams. Maybe not quite a, quite the athlete, and similarly is not going to be a, a you know standout run defender, but without the off-field issues that that's the big difference and he got he got picked I think eight picks after Sam Williams so yeah I I would probably say those first two picks I'd give like a C minus um but after that I I thought you know we did a pretty good job yeah 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 it got better you know I mean we can only hope that these guys are able to contribute this year too yeah, you know, because we need immediate players, and you know, uh, you know, what I took from this was that we still, and I have a, I wrote down all the players that we drafted. I wrote down all the players that we took as rookie free agents, and I'm basically with you on the rookie free agents. I'm not, I wasn't that crazy about this class of rookie free agents, but I did think that there were a couple of, you know, the kicker, okay, mm-hmm. um, and then Alec Lindstrom. He's my favorite. Yeah, okay? I think he could, he could possibly even become our starter um but at least be a a good backup um and uh the safety bell i don't know a lot about i gotta look into him it'll be a special teamer at at first i think but but i'm looking at guys that have a good that that were draftable players and that were that can make the team basically and you know i and i thought that drummond the wide receiver was a draftable player. Okay. Um, much about you know, then looking at the, um, you know, looking at the, uh, actual draft class, um, you know, I really, I, we really need Ridgeway. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he fell oh, yeah. and he could really help us out. And I like Matt Willetso, um, yeah. let's go. And, um, you know, he got a, a favorable write up. And they even listed him as a small school sleeper, yeah. so um, which is maybe what Larry Allen was listed at. Not that he's going to be Larry Allen, but yeah. um, you know, Larry I, Allen was Larry Allen was an afterthought because he went to Sonoma State, and you yeah. know that was a compensatory pick at the end That's of round right. two. That's right. You know, and um, that was you know they, they they didn't know he was going to. Obviously, they didn't know he was going to be as good as he was, or else they would have taken him earlier. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, well, let's go. Uh, is somebody who I really think could at least provide quality depth, maybe even yeah. immediately, because that I'm looking at what I take from this draft, and looking at I put together a, a basic roster of guys who who I think are, have the most likely chances of making the roster and i still see a lot of holes you know backup quarterback okay don't try to sell me on cooper rush you know he had one good game probably because he was they didn't have any film on him and 
he was playing in a, a scheme that uh, an offense is very quarterback friendly. Um, also got lucky on a few plays, but yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think they need a third running back. I don't know if they're counting on Rico Dattle or what, but I thought they should have. I thought they might draft one. Um, I still think they need an experienced backup tackle. Um, but uh, offensive you know, or defensive? Offensive. Yeah. Yeah, they need a swing tackle. They need somebody with. They need more experience among their backups because right now, you know, I'm looking at their backups Josh and it's and... Connor McGovern who's been <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah. Forniak who. Looks like he may have a future as an interior guy, yeah. and then uh, Ball, who we have no idea about, right. and then Lindstrom this year, and Let's Go this year. Um, that's too young. Yeah, uh, they need an experienced guy who can play tackle and guard. Maybe re-signing Ty Nitschke might not be a bad idea. Yeah, and I think they need a quality defensive starter at uh, defensive tackle because yeah. um, you know they're they're kind of just throwing numbers at the three technique and. Um, and the one technique now. Not as many numbers, but, right. but still. Um, and they need an inside linebacker. I don't want to play Micah. I want to play Micah Parsons mostly on the edge. You know? Yeah. Um, they seem like they want to keep him at middle linebacker. I could see moving him around as a chess piece, mm-hmm. but I think that he's more of an edge guy. Williams is not going to be a quality starter. I don't think he'll ever be a quality starter, but he's not going to be a quality starter this year. Um, and whether he can even contribute well as part of rotation remains to be seen. So I, I you know, I've, when I make up my roster, I list Parsons at defensive end. I think they might that he's he's going to. They might think they might have other plans right now. I think he's a, he's going to play a large amount of our, large amount of snaps at defensive end. They're going to they're going to find out that that's where he really needs to be. And if that's the case, then they need a quality inside linebacker because Van Der Esch is not that guy. Uh, kicker, you could say, give, you know, give the rookie a chance, if not bring in a veteran. And then um, we got to look at Thornton real quick, I mean, at the, uh, the wideout real quick, um, to see if he's going to be able to be our number three guy. If not, they're going to need that. And then uh, just a, I mean, a, a backup safety. You mean Tolbert? Tolbert, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of needs that still need to be addressed in free agency. I mean, I got uh, eight players here. They're not going to address all of them. Right. But they need to address a lot of them, especially the starters at defensive tackle and inside linebacker, uh, because they're still soft up the middle. Yeah. And if you can't stop the run in this league, you're, de- you're just going to get killed. Yeah. I mean, I know it's become a pass-oriented league, but if teams can run on you, they'll forget about the pass. Yeah. Or you know, it sets up the play action, and and that makes it yeah. makes it tougher to defend. Yeah, I I I, I do think Parsons is probably going to play. My, my expectation is that he's going to play linebacker, definitely on running downs, and then probably kick into end on on third downs. I could I could see. I I do think Sam Williams. When, when I'm thinking of, of guys who's going to contribute this year, that's that's the big question. I do think Tyler Smith probably ends up being the left guard just because of where we drafted him, uh, unless he's a total disaster in pass protection. I, I think he will probably start. I think Sam Williams will be a third-down pass rusher to start, and, and I could see... I could see us having Parsons and Williams and then kicking Lawrence inside. inside. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think at the very least, he will contribute as a situational pass rusher. I think Tolbert, I mean, he's going to be starting day one. I, I would be shocked if he if he wasn't. I mean, similar to Gallup, his rookie year, I think he'll probably get better as the year goes on, and, and I'm hoping well, I've heard we get... that he's raw. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Mel Kuyper called him raw. I think he... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good deep threat, good... Which we don't pretty have. good route runner, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, he's got work he can do. He also play. I mean... He went to a small there's, college. It's going to be yeah. a transition. There's there's two things I was thinking about, though. You know, we were talking – I saw a lot of mention in the wide receiver reviews about uh, taking the top off of defense, the long ball. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just my impression, and I don't watch as much football as I used to, okay? But are there as many – off the top of your head, are there really as many – obviously, the passing game is more important. But are there as many successful deep balls as there used to be? Because maybe just because I watch the Cowboys and they don't throw a lot of them. But it just didn't, doesn't seem like that's as big a part of the offense as it used to be. The teams are throwing are more into the short and intermediate range than they are going deep, at least successfully. Yeah. Um, and maybe they're doing a lot of running after the catch like a Tyreek Hill yeah. but I don't I, I just you know the games that I've seen I haven't seen a lot of deep deep balls a lot of bombs they used to call them yeah you know and so I don't know if it's that important to have somebody who can you know take the take the top off a of defense anymore or if Dak Prescott's even capable of doing that because he's never thrown a lot of successful deep balls um, so mm-hmm. I don't know you know, I think Henry Ruggs was doing it before he got to tr- obviously before he got to trouble. Yeah. Um, but is it is that really is that as big a part of the game as it was say fifteen years ago, ten years ago, even? Um, I think it's more. I, I think teams are better at scheming up easy deep balls like play action pass and and getting. You know, just sneaking behind the defense. There's a game when Deshaun Jackson was on the Rams, where he was, you know, wide open, deep, sixty yards. I've seen Tyree kill. Um, yeah, what, what's the guy from Cincinnati? Chase getting. Although, but I, I think it it also depends on the receiver. Um, some guys, there's, you know, there are guys who you just throw it up to. Chase is probably he's he can kind of do both. Just get wide open or win a jump ball or, or you know make an acrobatic catch but yeah I, i'd say that the just kind of throw it throw it deep and i think teams have moved to more of a efficiency based offense it's kind of just the evolution of the west coast offense that bill walsh started um but yeah i i think Dak Prescott, from what I've always seen statistically, has been pretty efficient with deep balls. He just doesn't throw a lot of them. And that is, I don't know how much you put that on on him. I, I think, I do think stylistically he's a more conservative quarterback. He, you know, if you, if you have a, 
a scale of conservative to aggressive, Dak is probably on the conservative end compared to like a Tony Romo. Um, so, so that, that may always be kind of his game, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's definitely had success when he does throw it. It's just whether he, he does or not. And and that was a big problem last year. I thought in the games where he struggled was just unbelievably conservative, rinky dinky side to side passing and it it was it's painful to watch it like, like brings you back to the uh Quincy Carter days almost oh god uh, <laughs> but you know i and i don't know if i think Dak his area for improvement is the intermediate range the kind of 10 to 20 yard bucket um and he's got to have multiple guys that can consistently win in that range for him to avoid having a slump like he did last year, I, I think. And you, you throw a, you know, a 20 plus yard bomb every once in a while, but you're not going to, you know, I, I just don't think Dak is ever going to uh, consistently be that guy of bombs away guy. And and you're, you're right. There aren't too many core. I, I mean, I can think of like, Russell Wilson kind of he's definitely a vertical passer Brady under Bruce Arians really whoever Bruce Arians happens to be coaching but yeah for the most part more side to side and and shorter passes than than vertical but um, but yeah I I think Tolbert can definitely step in and, and contribute to some extent day one uh, but I think it'll probably take him a little bit to get fully ramped up. Um, so, but yeah, um, I think that'll uh, that'll do it for us for this week. But uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in to our uh, initial impressions of the Cowboys draft, and uh, we will be back next week with another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shat. Until then. <laughs>